Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church, President of Celebration Marketplace Ministries, and author of Make Life Work in a Fast-Paced World. And here's Pastor Beckford. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Make your day count. This is the day. The Lord has made. And we will. Rejoice. And be glad. In what God is doing. Oh, yesterday teaching was awesome. That was an awesome teaching of, of an example of believing, although you don't what? See it. Believe it when you don't see it. And in John, that you read, John chapter 20, Jesus reminds us, Jesus, we got the example of Thomas. And on this Tuesday morning, we want to continue to pick up that teaching because we struggle in the flesh to see the things that God has for us. Everything is already ready. God has given it unto us. Why, we, why don't we not, why do we not have it? Because we're not believing for it. Because we, we will believe it when, it, when it's uh, materialized. But God wants us, Diana, to believe it before it materializes. Believe it before it material, materializes. We're going to believe it. We're praying for something. We're praying for healing. But you know when we really believe? When it materialized. Oh, God healed me. I was praying for it. <laughs> I heard a lot of people, they become so surprised. They, they, they ask for prayer for their healing. Please pray that God will deliver me from this sickness. Okay? And you pray, Diane. After you pray the prayer, you just relax in God. That person, three weeks later, the person shouted, I'm healed. Oh, God really healed me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he said, what do you think? He wasn't going to heal you? <laughs> and that happens so often okay, yeah. where the person who's praying is excited right yeah. then at the time of prayer, yeah. encouraging the person, say it already happened. That's yeah, right. the height of the excitement right there. The yeah. person who's in re the recipient of the prayer yeah. with the issue, they're just like, yeah, okay, well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And then it's reversed when it actually happens. Happen. The person who re receives it, they're excited, but the person who prayed, they already were excited. excited. They already knew that it's going to happen. They just say, uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Like that. They're not jumping because they... They already jumped. They already jumped. <laughs> they already knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Believe in it when you do not see it. And Jesus says to Thomas, Thomas, you have to see it to believe it. But blessed are those who are going to believe it and not what? See it. Not seeing the nail print it is that physically. See, now when Thomas, Diana, saw the nail print, he saw it physically. That was when he believed it. He said, oh, my Lord <laughs> and my God, this is it. This is for real. <laughs> and we have the natural examples in our own life as parents um, with our children there's times where we plan little surprises and such for our children. We already have it all orchestrated. We already know exactly what's going to happen, and they don't know yet until they see it. 
But no, you have it as the parent. You already have it all together. You have already have a plan. You already have the provision. If it's going to cost money, you've already made those arrangements. You already have it. You already have the transportation to be able to take them to the place, whatever the, the surprise is. You already have, um, if it's whatever it is, the materials, whatever the surprise is. You already have everything in order, and they just don't know yet. And they're anticipating then what's going to happen. But you know you have the security that you've already planned and you've already prepared. So God has already planned. He has already prepared. We just have to trust that he is faithful to do what he said he's going to do. And yes, he is. The promises of God, the Bible tells us, are yes and amen. Amen. In John chapter 20, where we were, I'm picking back up at verse 27. And he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hand and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And truly, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life Life. in his name. Now, it said there in verse um, 26 that it was after eight days that the disciples were together again, and now Thomas was with them. And if we go back to the point from yesterday where um, we clarified that after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, before the ascension, Jesus only presented himself to believers. So when we are experiencing transition in our life, when God is taking us um, to the next level, we have to be around believers. Jesus didn't present himself to the unbelievers. He presented himself to the believers. He came back and he encouraged the believers. Why Thomas wasn't with them all those days? Uh, We don't know. (laughs) It doesn't say. It says there was eight days between the time where Jesus presented himself to the disciples. The disciples were there without Thomas. And then eight days passed, and Thomas was now with the disciples again, and Jesus presented. And then it clearly said that everything, every presentation was not documented in the Bible, that it was too much. He was with them too much. So the question is, well, where was Thomas? He was unbelieving because he was separated from those who believe. So we got to get that. When we are about to do something big, when God has put in us um, a a desire that it's time to move forward in what he is doing, we can't get around a bunch of unbelievers. We must congregate with the believers, like-minded people who believe that God is able, that if God said it, it's coming to pass. If he sent you for it, it's already there. So we have to be around the believers. He, we call him down in Thomas, but he's also missing Thomas because he wasn't in <laughs> the position with the rest of the disciples when Jesus was coming and he was having visitations with them and encouraging them. So sometimes we see, well, God is working in this person's life. God is working in this person's life. God is working in that person's life, but he's not working in my life. Well, what are those people doing? Are they congregating together with other believers? I bet they are. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. But if you want to look, check this back, uh, go to John 20 again and look at the, the first verses of John chapter 20, verse 1. 
Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Notice that, Diane. She did not say the Lord is what? Risen. She, she, here John gives an account. So I love the book of John. John account of what happened. Mary went early. She didn't see Jesus. And the first thing came to her mind is what? Stolen. Stolen. Mm-hmm. And I would have said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that. You see, we are so human. In my mind, my natural mind. Now, I wouldn't be shouting, hallelujah, he is risen. As he says, he says he was going to raise from the dead. He says he was going to come come back alive. And there was no shouting going on. Oh, they stole him. <laughs> <laughs> they stole his body. Okay, read, read. it's so good on this Tuesday morning to see who we are. Verse 3, Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb. So they both ran together, and the Mm. other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen clothes lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my my Lord, Lord. and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, and to my God and your God. And she wasn't the only one who didn't recognize him when he first appeared. So we have to think about what are our perceptions of Jesus Christ. Because the last Jesus they saw was beaten and battered on the cross. The last Jesus they saw appeared to be defeated. The last Jesus that they saw appeared to be a dead-end situation. Right. So he had to be represented to them. They had to be willing to receive the newness, the fullness of the resurrection. He told them 
in the past in before he went to the cross he le- left verbal a verbal Ver- track, track. Yeah. <laughs> of what was going to transpire but they weren't understanding it yeah. and it said clearly there that the scriptures yeah, that verse 9 yeah, go to verse the, 9 for as yet they did not know the scripture, scripture that he must rise again from the dead now they heard the scripture but they don't but they didn't know the scripture, scripture. come on they didn't have a full understanding of what that meant even though they were with Jesus he spoke it to them he told them he laid this whole thing out of what was going to happen but they didn't have the understanding yet so now in the midst they're just and it goes back to um in uh Genesis chapter 13 verse 17 where it said arise walk in the land through its length its width for I give it to you they had to co- become familiar with the new thing that was happening. Jesus was moving from being physically with them, somebody that they could tangibly see. He was transitioning now to go to the Father. And we know that the Bible said when he went to the Father that the Holy Spirit was then released. So they have to go now. They're going through a transition from a physical, tangible presence of Jesus now to the Holy Spirit coming and the Holy Spirit empowering them and the Holy Spirit teaching them. And the Holy Spirit now having the ability to be in multiple places at once, the inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit. This wasn't something that they had experienced previously. Before, the Holy Spirit would come upon people for great exploits, but it wasn't an inward dwelling. It took Jesus going to the cross, resurrecting and ascending for the inward dwelling. So the power that we have now, the ability, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Thank you for tuning in to the Make Your Day Count broadcast with Pastor Errol Beckford, Senior Pastor of Celebration Tabernacle Church in the beautiful city of Coco. For more information on this broadcast, please contact us at 321-638-0381. Tune in tomorrow to hear more about how you can make your day count. Realty is a friendly, knowledgeable, active, and accessible real estate agent here in Brevard County. Keller Williams is known for real estate services all across the world, and Wayland specializes in helping buyers purchase the right place to call home, as well as helping sellers market and negotiate the sale of their single-family home, condo, vacant land, or business. Wayland Duff can be reached at 321-536-5973 or visit waylandduff.kw.com. Wayland Duff with Keller Williams. Space Coast Realty is your local realtor who provides all you need and the time you deserve to get your real estate purchased or sold.